Welcome, everybody! Not welcome back, not at all welcome back, because this is the first episode of the Life Story Podcast. My name is Charlie, we have my friend Josh here. Hi. <laughs> what a good Hi. start, what a I'm good sorry. start. I'm just a little nervous, never done really any camera work before. Yeah. Usually uh, behind or around it. This, so. this is an idea that I got just a little bit ago, where... Let's just, just dive into what this podcast is going to be. So, it is called the Life Story Podcast because we are going to be having guests on, small YouTubers and, and suchity such, um, and we're going to be telling their life story. It's pretty self-explanatory. Next week, we have, I'm just going to go ahead and drop the news, we have Gag Strategist from YouTube coming to us live. Not live, we wish we were live, but we're having Gag Strategist, you guys know him, I'm sure you do. He's coming on the podcast, we're gonna have him on a Discord video call, and we're gonna just get to know him as well as we possibly can. Um, but I thought that we should go ahead and start off with me and my co-host Josh here, because um, we've known each other pretty much our whole lives, um, but there's a lot of stuff we don't know about each other, which we hope to uncover. Um, and so this is gonna be the Life Story podcast for the two of us. So I'm Charlie, let's do a toast to Sunny D. Everybody, we've got it in our nice wine glasses. A toast to the Life Story Podcast. Cheers. Here we go. All right, we'll save the rest of that for later. Gotta savor every drop of that golden, delicious mm. Sunny D. Ah, Sunny D. Good stuff. <laughs> okay, so before we jump into it, um, I just want to say this is sponsored by EPC. Uh, which is L's production company, um, and he is our showrunner here today. We have him over here. This show would not be possible without um, Mr. Elliot here. And EPC is making student projects through initiative and dedication. Um, and they just finished up their first project, A Human Idol. Second project, second project, sorry folks. Um, <laughs> and we're going to be, uh, or, or they... They just finished it up, and it, it was it was really good. There's some really cool cinematography stuff in there because the whole thing is is one shot. I mean, not like Birdman, like it's literally it's it's like a play. It's sitting there and, it, and it's one shot, and and there's some really really good acting moments there. So yeah, go check that out. Thank you so much, Elliot and EPC, for sponsoring our first podcast. All so, right, let's, let's get jump into, into this. the life story podcast. So how are you Whew. doing today? I'm doing all right. A little nervous. A little nervous. Like I said earlier, uh, not quite used to. Uh, being around being recorded what's uh what's going through your mind i mean i'm so used to like writing stuff and being behind like a computer i guess uh -huh. and so having to be like on the spot on uh yeah because <laughs> I, no i agree with that for because my channel is so heavily edited like i, I want to get it down to a t where it's like there's barely any pauses but this is yeah. going to be kind of a challenge because learning how to kind of fill in the silent beats and, and not have the awkward moments. But obviously they're going to be there. Gonna no try, matter what. <laughs> going to try for uh, not having any yeah awkward pauses, likes, ums, yeah, uh, type deals. <laughs> right. Like that? Like that, exactly. Um, yeah, and like, um, so yeah. We have our soundboard, which you probably cannot hear. We've got a uh, we've got a little Roblox, which I don't know if you can hear, but that's irrelevant. It's just for our own pleasure. You guys like some uh, stale Vine memes? How about a little bit of? Uh... Hey! Ha! Got him! Oh yeah! Comment these nuts down below. 
And if for a chance to win a free iPhone 5. A fr- win a free of these nuts. Ooh. Am I, ooh. 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 Okay. Do you want to go ahead and move into the game before we <sighs> dive into the, the life stories of each other? I think we should. Okay. So, uh, explanation time. We are playing a game. It is called Indie... Uh, no, no. It's... Uh, what's yours? It's Indiegogo versus Change.org. So, I have looked up uh, a certain amount of fake and real um, Kickstarter-type crowdfunding uh, projects, and Josh is going to have to tell me whether he thinks they're true or real or not. I mean, <laughs> true or false or not. And he looked up uh, change.org uh, petitions, right? Yeah. And um, he, I have to tell him whether I think they're real. Change.org is a petition-signing website that never has really gotten anything. Yeah, so. unfortunately. There we go. All right, why don't you kick us off? All right. Let's play a game! (laughs) So my first uh, change.org petition, real or fake, to Donald Trump. Make the... (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Sponsored by B-Movie? Just kidding. Shout out to Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, (laughs) To Donald Trump. Make the women in government wear skirts. Women were never meant to wear pants in any professional setting. Studies show that pants can lengthen menstruation the period upwards to three extra days women in government should have their minds free from any mood swings and rash thinking by requiring women to wear skirts you can make sure our nation doesn't have any unneeded input from crazy women oh okay what (laughs) there's no way but also there's totally a way for that to be real there's some (laughs) stuff oh my gosh let's see what jerry says he'll have the answers <laughs> I agree, Jerry. Ow. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and say that's 100% real. That is incorrect. It's fake. It's fake. Ah, I know. I, I know. Just, okay, I'm proud knew, of my writing here. Yeah, that was what got me. That it sounded so. Uh, you put work into that. Good job. All right, that's one point for Josh. Yeah. All right. All right. Here we go. This is a Indiegogo campaign that has raised fifty-six thousand dollars. What? And it is one man who wants to make one potato salad. And if you pledge $20 or more, you get the Potato Madness Pack, which is you receive a potato salad-themed haiku written by the guy, your name carved into a potato that will be used in the salad, a signed jar of mayonnaise, and the potato salad recipe. And you get to hang out in the kitchen with him while he makes the potato salad. True or false? See, here's the thing. I've heard of the potato salad Kickstarter. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it was one of the most successful Kickstarters of all time. Okay. Uh, and I think the reward tiers were something like, you can have a bite or something like that. Okay. Um, or he'll send you a picture of the potato salad with it, uh, hand I don't, signal I don't choice. have labeled whether these are Indiegogo or Kickstarter. Or okay. Not, so You know what? Mm-hmm. Based on that knowledge alone, I'll say it's real. It is real. Good <laughs> job, Josh. All right, there yeah. you go. All right, that's, that's how you get so yeah one point there all right i'm gonna fail this game so oh and also um the, whoever wins this gets to tell their life story first in the podcast so josh it's looking good for you so far to oh, dive man. into your knowledge all right or into your backstory okay all right. Try... go for it all right to brenda change puppy's name to frog the puppy's terrible name is baxter however it loves water jumps a lot and has the personality of frog Oh my god. <laughs> I feel like that could not come from your brain. But uh, uh, then again, the skirt thing. Oh my gosh. 
Um, okay, let's think. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe, I guess. No, no, I'm gonna think about this. I'm gonna say, can That's you read the last it. line again? <laughs> um, however, it loves to jump in water and has the personality of frog. Is that real? <laughs> it's real. Yes! <laughs> it's yes! real. Oh my gosh. I think it had something like to eight signatures or eight something. Eight signatures? Oh my gosh. All right, that's a point. <laughs> <laughs> the puppy's terrible name is Baxter. That's Can amazing. you believe this? All right, sweet. Okay, here's next one. This is called, ready for this? Meat soap. <laughs> we firmly, here's the description. We firmly believe that the aroma of freshly cooked bacon should linger long after breakfast and that meaty and clean go hand in hand. That's how we arrived at meat soap. By using animal byproducts that are typically discarded as main ingredients in bars of soaps, we are looking to change minds about what clean means. Meat soap, real or fake? Yikes. Meat soap. Uh, I feel like it would have a different name than meat soap. Um, True or false, boy? Oh man, gotta give it some thought. Yeah. Sounds like, uh, <laughs> sounds like Invader Zim. Uh, it does. Why was there bacon in the soap? Man, meat soap. All right, um, you know what? I'm gonna call that fake. Nope, it's real, boy! No! You can get meat soap today! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dang it! You can get meat soap. All right, that's that's a point for me. Neck and neck here, folks. Yep, neck and neck. All right. Okay. Um, all right, your turn. All right. Real or fake? fake. To apples. <laughs> we need a llama emoji with sunglasses. Okay, guys, look, Phil is going through a tough time right now, and to change that, we need a llama emoji with sunglasses. Please, let's get a ton of supporters and send this to Apple. Let's do this. Real or fake? 100% fake. Oh, you're wrong. It's real. Are you serious? It's real. No. Yeah. That sounds like something you would write. No. 100%. It's real. It is very much so real. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. I quit the podcast. Here we go. This is the dog implant chip. It's different than a normal uh, implant chip. I was reading on it. Description: An implant chip for dogs or cats that works as a tracker, a camera, and a trainer. It lets you see exactly what your dog is seeing when paired with the iPhone or desktop app called Doggy Eyes. Um, it helps trains your dog by using negative reinforcement electric shocks, like uh, slight electric shocks, upon pressing a button on the app. This has 23,000 backers, yes, um, and the app is in um, early development and 10 dogs are being used as testers. Oh, no. um, and please donate so we can keep our doggies safe is the last line. Oh man. Fake or not fake? Fake or not fake. Hmm. Yikes, you're not being this easy on me. Oh, I guess man. not. See, meat soap was so abstract. Mm -hmm. So I feel like you're trying to throw in one that pro that sounds real mm -hmm. that you just worked really hard on to make real. Okay. So I'm gonna call the dog chip fake. And Josh gets another point. That's 100% <laughs> fake. Yeah. Right, that's a point for Josh. Yeah. Okay, go for it. All right. Real or fake? Fake. Two 2K games put Batman and the Joker in NBA 2K18. It would be so funny. Batman could dunk and be like, what now? And the Joker could do fragrant fouls and get away with it. <laughs> it 
They couldn't be on the same team, though, of course. That's fake. It's fake. I'm locking it in. I don't even want to think about it. That's fake. That's fake. Yes, you I, got it. You I got wish. It. I was picturing someone just <laughs> sitting there. Like, put the Joker in. <laughs> All right. That is. You don't get a point. Uh, that was inspired. Wait, did I guess it? Yeah, I guess it. Yeah, okay, we're tied it. again. I was inspired by another change.org petition. Though, oh, was it? Okay. Regarding Iron Man and Captain America in Jeez. Overwatch or something like that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, here we go. This one is quite the doozy. Hmm. Bring back the Cosby Show. With 7,000 backers, the description is the description. To shove it in Bill Cosby's face, college students Michael Slavish and Carrie Johnson want to produce and direct a gender-swapped version of the Cosby Show, dealing with issues such as sexual assault. It has $9,500 so far and counting. They say we might have to rename it for copyright reasons, but the important message is that they care and want to tell that story. Real or fake? Hmm. Could you say those names again? Michael Slavish and Carrie Johnson. Those are some fake names. This is a fake project. Fake project. No, 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 no Cosby show, folks. <laughs> that, yeah. That <laughs> I might fund it. <laughs> okay, that is a point for Josh. You are in the lead. <laughs> All right, let's see. We might right. tie at the end. In that case, we'll just eeny, meeny, miny, mo it. Final change.org petition. All right. To Vin Diesel. Hollywood should never remake The Iron Giant. As remakes of films seem to become more and more and more common with lower and lower quality, we have to look at what things are important in American film. I state that we the people will never accept a remake of our most beloved film, The Iron Giant. We must protect our nostalgia, our money, our children from ever being exposed to such sin. We would possibly be okay with a sequel, cause come on, sorry, cause common. You leave us hanging with that whole he's real rebuilding himself thing and not follow up for 18 years? Shame on you, Warner Brothers. Shame on you. Really oh fake. Oh my gosh, that is difficult. Oh my god. I can totally see you writing that, but I can totally see someone else writing that. So I'm at a crossroads. Okay. I'm gonna go ahead and say that that is a real petition. You're right. Yes! Okay, a point for me. And uh, this... I, I like the fact that it's addressed to Vin Diesel. Like, he uh -huh. has any input over any of this. Okay, if you get this right, you win the game. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. The Grilled Cheesus. <laughs> I already like the title. The Grilled Cheesus TM is an electronic sandwich press that toasts the face of Jesus onto your sandwich bread. What a great way to inspire your family at the dining room table or your children in the lunchroom. It's also a fun way to impress your friends at a party or the congregation at your church coffee hour. And it is already being sold on the market and on Amazon.com. Real or fake? I've seen a picture of a toaster that makes Jesus' face on some dang toast. So is it real or fake? But I thought that was just one of those goofy meme things. Like, white people be too crazy type stuff. <laughs> so... You know what? Throw caution to the wind. Real. You win the game. You get to tell your story first. Okay. I did it. Success. Oh my gosh. Yes. The grilled cheeses. I looked at it on Amazon this morning. Josh, you win with four points. I lose <laughs> with three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right back here. We have um, from one of Elliot's movies. Uh, there's a picture of David Schwimmer on a piece of toast. Genius. Beautiful. Ooh. Wonderful. All right, Josh. Are you ready to tell the viewers everything? Oh my goodness. Every dang thing. 
Oh man, I... I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, we're gonna dive into telling Josh's story. Get some popcorn, grab your friends. We're gonna dive right into this. Thank you to our sponsors, and um, let's go ahead and do this. All right, let me pull up my document. So, Josh. Yes. How you doing? Are you ready to uh, to dive into your backstory? Do you have an epic backstory? Uh, a revenge-filled type of story? It's, I mean, I, I submitted my life story to Christopher Nolan in order to make a film a la Dunkirk, Dunkirk style. Right, yeah, and they made it, and that was Dunkirk. Yes. Yeah, so your life story, you fought in World War II. Got it. Of course, yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, I mean... Yeah, my right. life has been pretty exciting thus far. Okay, what was... That's a joke. I'm pretty boring. <laughs> the earliest thing that uh, you remember doing with your family, like from when you were a toddler, like one little detail, one little feeling that you can recall that you remember or associate with childhood. Hmm. A weird. This is a little weird. Thank you, Barry. <laughs> hmm. Well, I distinctly remember shopping with my dad for decorations uh, for my third birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese. Oh my gosh. We were walking through a uh, party supply store. Was it Party City? <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> I My memory wasn't name brand specific. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, I think we need a little Bazinga. for that oh. one. Ooh. Ooh. <clears throat> um, yeah, so I remember walking down the aisle holding my dad's hand uh-huh. uh gazing upon all the popular things at the time mm-hmm. there's like pokemon and yeah batman and all that this stuff. for your birthday you said yeah for my third birthday what'd you party. do for it uh just went to check cheese had a had all my cousins was there, there a theme did you pick out the theme at that uh with your dad i <clears throat> did i what was it ran off uh unhanded uh, i <laughs> ran out of my father's grasp and I pointed to the highest shelf I could see. Uh-huh. I saw a plate with Mike Wazowski oh, no. and with <laughs> with Sully, James. Oh P. Sully. right, oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think you were telling me this. It yeah. was a, so. It was Monsters Inc. It was Monsters it? Inc. Yeah, I I remember my Monsters Inc. themed birthday party. Uh huh. And I remember having the cake. Uh-huh. And being somewhat disappointed because wow. there was Woody on the cake. Completely different movie. Wait, what? They oh, got yeah. Woody out of They got Woody on the <laughs> cake. Ridiculous. Instead of Mike Wazowski. No. My little green boy did what? not make the cut for Mike my birthday Wazowski cake. Mike Wazowski or Sully, who do you choose in a, in a, in a war? If it's, if it's your one partner in a war and you're against a giant army, Mike Wazowski or Sully? Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, uh, Mike Wazowski wouldn't be too useful, but I could You can could throw the... him like a bowling ball. You're right. Mike Wazowski wins. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Um, going off of those, just those weird little memories when you were a kid, is there anything in your life that like you, when you were a kid, you remember like really incorrectly? Like, here, let me, let me clarify. Like when you're a kid, sometimes you'll understand something, but you'll understand it in the complete wrong way of what it actually is. Is there yeah. anything in your life that you didn't really understand fully and you formed a weird thing in your brain about? Um, I, uh, I remember the first time I went to feel snow. Uh-huh. Uh, growing up here in Southern California, we don't see a ton of yeah, snow no, down there's... here. 
Um, so I've seen hail one time. Yeah. It's the only thing that's closest to snow. Yeah. So, uh, I was seeing snow for the first time in Nevada, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, and we were, we were staying in these little, uh, little condos, I guess, uh-huh. little rented condos. Yeah. Um, and I was with my cousins and my family and it started to snow as we were watching Mary Poppins. Yeah. So I, for the longest time, thought that snow had to be brought on by some <laughs> sort of Mary Poppins, some, some sort of like music or something, because <laughs> my sisters were singing all these Mary Poppins songs, and oh my gosh. it just started snowing when Super Califragilistic came on. Beautiful. I, I just fell asleep. So you, after you said that. you were with your cousins? Yes, I was oh. on my mom's side okay got a big old family small on my mom's side large on my dad's side okay like i have 25 first cousins alone uh-huh my dad had seven siblings so got a, seriously yeah was you say you have a big family does that mean it was really playful all the time are there a lot of home movies yeah yeah they're there let's bring let's bring them into the podcast oh, thank man. you ellie mark whoa i just doxed that boy <laughs> oh better <laughs> censor that <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, it was very, very playful. I remember switching, uh, who my favorite cousin was. Oh, really? Like, yeah, I remember. time meeting with them. I remember I had, like, uh, like ranks of friends when I was a kid, <laughs> and my dad would always ask me, like, um, is anyone moving up the ranks, or is anyone... <laughs> Just funny. Yeah. So, um, it doesn't seem like you were bored, so I can't imagine you had an imaginary friend. No. Or, no? Okay. No, no imaginary friends. I wanted one. Did you want one? Yeah. It never I, came to fruition, though. It, it didn't. I didn't have <laughs> strong enough imagination to picture Okay, so you, so you think there around. was more entertainment than there was imagination? Oh, I wouldn't say that. Okay. Um, hey, uh, let me clarify that. Like, was there more playing around, or was there more watching Mary Poppins with snow? <laughs> um, I would say there was more playing around. Okay, that's fair. Um, me too. Uh, though I did have a Game Boy at the age. I was of just four. gonna ask, what was the first? Is and was that um, like, did that take you out of of playing with like your cousins and your? Were you like, is that where you found some sort of like solitude, like in a Game Boy? Because I know when I got my Game Boy, I would oh, I would find sort of this like this personal like bubble where I could um, screw you, Elliot. <laughs> I wanted Sprite. We'll talk with Sunny D. Oh my god! <sighs> All right, I wear the shirt for it. How's the taste? Great. Great. Really good. Uh, to answer yeah, your question, great, no, not really. Um, a lot of a lot of my cousins had Game Boys also growing uh-huh. up. Uh, the only solitude mostly came from the fact that they were all playing Pokemon. Okay. And I wasn't allowed to. Oh because... no. Yeah, there was some weird <sighs> thing in in like. People thought it was like demonic or yeah. something. Yeah. I don't Late know 90s, why. Early 2000s. I have, yeah, I don't know. It was like, it was kind of that whole Harry Potter thing where yeah. everyone's like, it's demonic and there's spells and stuff in it. They're versus... summoning demons. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's weird. Yeah. Um, so I was watching all my cousins have a blast with their little Pokemans and I never could. <laughs> um, which, I mean, had sort of a negative effect because oh, really? when I was 12, I was finally. Allowed to buy my own games, so I bought Pokemon, uh-huh. and I haven't stopped playing. Yeah, since. no, I never <laughs> I, did the the poke, Pokemon craze. To be yeah. actually, I tried a little bit on some emulators, but it's kind of hard to do it when you don't get into it as a kid. I yeah. feel like 
which is kind of the case with a lot of game systems, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. So, a little deeper go. Do you ever remember, like, still staying toddler, like, do you ever remember, uh, aside from being upset and, like, having tantrums and stuff, do you ever remember feeling sad? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because, um, like, I feel like your emotions are not as formed when you're a kid, but when you do feel them, they're, like, kind of, they're bigger than you think they are. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I, my, my mom wanted uh, my sisters and I to mm. get into acting. Okay. Um, oh, I remember this. Yeah. You were in some commercial, you're on, like, a motorcycle or something. Yeah, we'll <laughs> pick that up another time. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but yeah, yeah, we, my mom wanted us to get into acting, uh-huh. uh, sort of improve our public speaking and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, in no fault to my mom, though, mm-hmm. I don't think it was good for my overall health because yeah. I remember just sitting, sitting in the car, uh, driving all the way out to LA, playing my Game Boy, and waiting and waiting for casting calls and such, uh-huh. and then going in there, giving my all. And then just not getting any callbacks yeah. or anything like that. I, that's the thing with stuff like that. And like, because I, I go to an art school and there's the acting conservatory and stuff. And like, we even have teachers that they've spent all their time putting it into acting, but it's all about that callback. And mm-hmm. it's it's always, but um, yeah, my, my girlfriend actually did um, some acting oh, yeah. as a kid, or at least she auditioned for some roles. And um, I think it's very anxiety producing too, because oh, yeah. like Definitely. as a kid, you're sitting in the waiting room and you're funny enough. I will tell a, a little, I know it's not my turn yet, but just a little oh, no, thing. Go for it. Um, this is what this podcast is all about. Exactly. Tangents. Back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Um, well I did, I did background acting for a while. Yeah. Like you could see me in a couple movies. Like I could, I could show you some stills like water for elephants. Yeah. I'm, in, I'm in a little like 1920s get up in the corner <laughs> of the screen at one point. Looks like a little sailor boy. But yeah, even that, we found this, this stupid agency that was like, we have to audition you and get you headshots for uh, for background acting, which in reality, <laughs> you don't need lessons and you don't need anything. You could just take the headshots yourself. Yeah. But um, there was this one time where we went to this audition and um, we had to read the stupidest lines and, and it was just, just like so scary and overwhelming for like being six or seven years old. Yeah. At that point, I just sort of got used to it. Uh-huh. It just became sort of a thing. Like every other week we would go out to LA and I would have to pose with some Campbell's soup or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I viewed it more as a chore than I did like yeah. a, um, a responsibility. Did that produce any anxiety with like that's covers that carries over to later in life or now or yeah it was it was always my mom afterwards uh she would chalk up the uh me not getting the part to Uh um oh they just want the kids who look like they're four and right yeah you're um it's too bad but you're too tall but don't worry we'll find a we'll find a role for you some other time um this one just wasn't for you right um but that sort of just created a lot of like a lot of false judgments that I had for people. Yeah. Like, um, I'm too kind big. I'm too, too like, yeah, I stutter too much. Yeah. And they don't like my glasses and stuff like that. Uh, you got, I feel like totally if you're going to PSA, if you're going to get into acting, wait a little bit until you have some self-confidence form right. before you do that. Of course. Whoa. Uh-oh. <laughs> Popular people over here. Yeah. Your memory starts forming better now. You're getting into 
six through ten age. Mm. What's your overall association with that period of time? Like, boil it down to a sentence. Uh, starting to not give a crap. Okay, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, that's when I sort of started to accept my differences. Uh-huh. Um, quick tangent. I am a huge fan of like superheroes and comic books. Mm-hmm. Always have been. Dressed up as Iron Man when I was four years old. I still I have that picture. I know that <laughs> that little little, little Josh, picture. little boy. Um, yeah. Nobody knew who I was. I got some C three POs. I got some. Uh, yeah, because that's pr- that's pre like Marvel being a cool thing. Yeah, that's like pre MCU, pre Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> well, when what year would you have done that? Oh man, two thousand three. I think. Okay, yeah. so like. You're barely cutting into the first Spider-Man series. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Barely, yeah. So That's, that's funny. Hipster Josh. <laughs> yeah. I liked it before anyone else did, everybody. <laughs> yeah, but I would... I remember staying up so just so I could watch reruns of the X-Men. And I X-Men is just my favorite thing uh, ever. Um, good stuff. Good yeah. Stuff. <laughs> I it's, it's always just, like, somewhat touched me as a, as yeah. a child. Um, did you cry on Logan? I did. I wept. I can imagine. I still yeah. get teary eyed each time. But <laughs> so good. But yeah, I I remember especially the character Beast. Uh-huh. Um, for those of you who may not know, Beast is just this giant blue furry like Sully. Jacked. Sully from uh, Monsters Inc. In a sense, yeah. Um, <laughs> just like hulking monster, like super strength, the giant claws, snarling mm-hmm. teeth. But he was the X-Men's, like, tech guy. And okay. he was, like, their uh, strategist. And right, right, right. he was, the like, the, the best scientist of the team. Right. And so I <clears throat> associated that with... Um, I've always been tall, like, my whole life. Uh-huh. I've always been, like, a foot taller than everybody else in my class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I would always get all these comments, like, you're so big, why don't you do sports? Like, uh-huh. what sports do you do? Yeah. Uh, tried basketball junior high and hated it, so... <laughs> yeah, I did too. It's not, uh, not my thing, boys. No, no. Um, and so I put the association together that if Beast can be this, like, giant monster, but be the X-Men's, like, tech guy, uh-huh. then I can... I don't have to worry about me not playing <clears throat> sports or... Yeah. I mean, yeah. Exactly. I, mean, I love that. Be. I love how like, I mean, like people, like can find such inspiration from the littlest things, and like it wasn't even like a mainstream thing for you, yet, yeah. Which has probably made it so personal to you now. Mm. It's Definitely. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. So you like stuff that not everyone likes. How do you present that to a social group? Uh, I didn't. You didn't really. Okay. Um, yeah. Fair. I didn't have <clears throat> too many like friends at school growing up up until maybe sixth grade when you and I started to we chat. Didn't, we didn't like each other all that much oh, at no. first. No. Oh no. Why do you think that was? I have never asked you that. <laughs> I... Do you think it was you? Do you think it was me? Do you think it was both of us? I just think it was the, the pecking order at the time. Okay. Um, that's fair. I had a question written. Like, so, yeah, why? Because Charlie... like, like we honestly kind of ganged up on you yeah why do you think we did that and that may be a question for me but why do you think that was something that at a we went to a really small private school yeah very it's supposed to be preppy and nice but kids were pretty savage wherever you're gonna go <laughs> yeah. um so why, why do you think that was well i was an outsider <laughs> at the time um we're we're your part academic wise um Facts. I'm, <laughs> I am in college, and Charlie is a senior in high school. 
Pimpin' boys. <laughs> don't um, give a kid. Don't give a crap. So I was in first grade. You were in kindergarten. I was in second grade. You were in first. Blah, 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 Did blah, you blah. start um, that school at first grade? Yeah, I started in first That's grade. That's right. Yeah. That's so right. I'm just this dude walking in, strolling up. Uh, didn't really have any friends in my class because uh-huh. it was primarily a bunch of girls at the time. And, you know, we don't, being, we don't talk to women. We don't talk about women. <laughs> uh, women. But yeah, being in second women. Grade, still have that sort of stigma against yeah, yeah. being friends with girls and all that. So I <laughs> yeah, just, when you're that young, you're like, don't talk to me. Yeah. I sort of just kept to myself at yeah. lunchtime and everything. So I think that that was an easy opportunity okay. for a bunch of like really close friends in third grade yeah, to yeah. just sort of swooping yeah because it wasn't personal you weren't like you didn't no. have a vendetta against us no, we didn't not really at all. have one against you either but what but then we become best of friends <laughs> but i mean obviously that's that's the way the life goes but like why do you think specifically third grade fourth grade we're at uh we're at each other's throats but then fifth grade we form like the best of friends group like i think it was the time just, apart so yeah okay so um, the way our school worked is... Uh, oh, like, because recess was at different times. Yeah, K through third grade um, had its own sort of block of time. And then uh, fourth through sixth grade had its mm-hmm. own had its right. own segment of recess. And so we didn't really, like, we weren't seeing each other as much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then by the yeah, time... Yeah, kind of need, like, to step back, I guess. Yeah, <clears throat> by the time you moved Sorry, up to secondary it. elementary, um, we sort of just, like took some time to process like, wait a minute, why is, why, why do I have to not like this person? Yeah, why is yeah. this a thing? Which kind of happens like, like time is like they say, time heals all wounds or whatever. Yeah. It works in that scenario, I think, because you like, you step back and you realize like I was being an a-hole and type of thing. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're young, probably yeah. not that sophisticated of a thought, but yeah. like, I was yeah, being a big old hipster nerd at the age of <laughs> Six. So what personality changes do you think you went through at that time for the good or for the bad? Ugh. Um, I, uh, I was very, I was very like vocal about my feelings when I was like 10, 11. Uh-huh. Um, I started to sort of like, sort of to become my own person. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, people <clears throat> weren't really thrilled with me. <clears throat> being that kind of person yeah um kids so that are was, savage dude <laughs> yeah seriously that was my first sort of exposure to like passive aggressive bullying uh-huh. i would call it like yeah, um, kid like i said kids like my, my uh <laughs> my girlfriend penny she goes to this um or she went last year to at our school uh one of the blocks they went to the elementary school across the street to teach them writing Mm. and she told me they were so mean even to the like high school students like and like they're just no filter there's no filter and and that's good to some extent with like innocence but it's like tear people apart so easily yeah so yeah yeah, i get what you're saying though yeah just stuff like uh like oh you read comic books Uh uh-huh that's funny like (laughs) I feel like over the course from like 2000 to like now, there's been such a shift in nerd culture becoming yeah. cool culture, cool culture, which is so awesome. Yeah. Like, like you can talk to some, I mean, not everyone, everyone's still going to call you a nerd still. It's like, I mean, some people still might, but uh, it's like, like a badge of honor now. Yeah, exactly. Like you're talking about like, you can, if, if you're in on what comics you're reading now and stuff like that's, it's, it's hip and it's, it's jive and it's real. And it's yeah. with the cool kids. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, so what did you want to be at this point when you grew up? Yeah, um, I, I wanted to be a policeman for a while. Really? Just because I was taking martial arts lessons uh-huh. um, from like first grade to sixth grade. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I was, was a little weeb, a little nerd, a little... I think you showed me how to do something. Yeah. Time, and I was, yeah, I don't remember. I'll tell you how to box, like, last year. Yeah, that was funny. Um, but, yeah, I... My my mom was paying all this money to put mm-hmm. put me through martial arts. I would be like, oh, I better make this better make this useful. Uh-huh. So I wanted to be a fighting man. Fighting man. <laughs> so I was like, how can I be... How so can could I you... Could, if you were, if you were mugged on the street, could you take that person down? Um, uh, my fighting record is maybe like, uh, four for seven, four wins, three losses. So okay. it'd be a toss up. <laughs> okay. What if like, like an unexperienced fighter comes up to you, tries to grab your wallet or something. Would you know like how, what to do to like, try. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Some little like 10th <laughs> grade or 10 uh, year old instincts could kick in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I sort of gave up on martial arts, uh-huh. um, nearing my like black belt i guess um because i was in it for about five years at that point Mm. um and they they the 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 teachers were very much so like power tripping egotistic like (laughs) yeah there you find some weird folks in that you like you find like uh the guy from Napoleon Dynamite is like, it's like a stereotype. <laughs> Prime example. But yeah, it's like, I've, I've seen that so many times. Yeah. The guy at our school who teaches the Taekwondo class is very similar. <laughs> so. He walks around thinking like that he owns the yeah. place. Like, it's so funny. me being like 11 years old, I have this actual adult uh, trying to like yell at me and trying to. That is so hard for a kid to yeah. yell at me. Yeah. Like, wait a minute. You're not related to me. Why are you yeah, yelling exactly. at me? Like. My my parents would always get so defensive whenever another adult tried to like tell me what to do whenever yeah. we were out in a public setting. Mm. Yeah, I think that's just so, really damaging. Yeah. So this this one uh, teacher in particular, mm. uh, I'm just gonna name drop him real yeah, quick. Yeah, <laughs> So If you're watching this, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. Pop a quick like if you uh, don't mind. So no, but this. Uh, this guy, he just, like, I remember we were, like, slowly getting ready, like, getting rid of pads as we were sparring. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, you can see, yeah. And uh, I <laughs> accidentally uh, kicked this kid a little too hard in the chest. Um, he freaks out on you? I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Um, oh, and, since I got mad. Yeah. Okay. Since I got mad at the fact that I was saying sorry. So oh, he, show no mercy. So he lined all of us up. Uh, oh, how no. to stand in like the like the soldier position like mm-hmm. and Wait, did he, he started, single you out uh kind of that's he the started, worst when a teacher or something singles you it's <laughs> yeah he started uh walking down like the rows of people mm-hmm. uh, i was front and center um he starts walking by about how if you're in a fight you do not say i'm sorry uh-huh. you win and you get out of there yeah. um and he he walked up to me, mm-hmm. um, and he just flat out sucker punched me in the gut. <laughs> what? This probably thirty-something-year-old man walks up they to an eleven-year-old child. They are on a power trip. And seriously, full force, <clears throat> right in the oh, gut. We need a. I'm buckled over. <laughs> <laughs> need a bazinga for that one. I'm buckled over in pain, like 
about Jeez. to cry, but I know if I show weakness, I won't get my black belt. That's so ridiculous. I just have to suck it in. Uh, and I'm he goes, sure. did that hurt? And I go, he go, did that hurt? And I said, yes. He goes, well, I'm not sorry. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. That is a legitimate situation. Something that happened. <laughs> So, I mean, you have to be that type of person to teach a bunch of little kids how to fight, though. Yep. Like, you're, you're not going to stay sane. You'll crack eventually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> That's funny. My gosh. What a joke. That was the, I, I that remember, was the first uh, time I was full on punched as okay. a kid. Yeah. Uh, okay. So. So what were you going to say? Uh, yeah. I was just saying, like, you don't mess with those type of people. Um, I remember that at our school, my brother was telling me a story when he was in his Taekwondo class. And <laughs> this guy, he, he's calling roll, and you're not supposed to say anything out of line when you're taking roll. So he's mm. like, <laughs> he's like, Jimmy, here, Johnny, here. And then there's this other guy, and he goes, Steve, and he goes, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and then the whole class goes quiet. And then he, the, 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 the master guy, he's just like, Steven outside now and then they we don't know what happened after that so i'm just like hello <laughs> hello and goodbye yeah exactly that he, he never showed up the Steven. next the next day at school so. okay so seventh moving into eighth now i'm coming into seventh so we're going on the same days again yeah um where are you at mentally at this time of period is this a good time of your life bad worse? somewhat somewhat um i was uh seventh grade was kind of easy going for oh. me um but Towards the end of it, like school started to get harder. Um, I had my first ever experience with final exams. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that just added to the stresses of everything. Like that was my first major like big tests at the and time. So coming up to the end of seventh grade and into the summer, why do you think? I mean, like what was going on that kind of broke us apart? Do you think? Um. Because when we were kids, there's not really something you can pinpoint really. Yeah. But like, I feel like since you're older. Like, why do you think that we were at each other's throats so much? Um, I was I was in a very like toxic mindset uh-huh. at this point. Like, I was I was going through like a lot of time, like a lot of just like rough thoughts that later um, discovered were part of like a mental illness. Uh-huh. Um, and so at that time, I was like seeing like I had already just lost a major friend, and I was like yeah. so. Like, I just started to break off relationships. Like, but let's talk about why do you think we got in that conflict? Um, like, that see, stupid dance thing where yeah, we disagreed on one of we the were, games or something. We were in a, an elective together. Um, and it was basically, like, um, school council. It was called, like, the leadership class where we would, like, um, we would plan events for the school. We would, like, put stuff together and everything. Um, and so we... We were paired up for a group project with uh, two other guys, and it like it was a group project, and I felt like I was doing a lot of the work on my own, uh-huh. um, and that like I wasn't getting any help from anybody else. Um, was, and so was I in that group? You were in that group. So I was I like, "Crap, this is gonna group. happen again. This is gonna like." Uh-huh. Um, I'm like, I'm having a conflict with uh, one of my best friends right now. This yeah. is awful. Um, and so when I sort of i i sort of just took the forefront with it and i like started like having all these ideas and i started uh-huh. like already planning a, like planning yeah, for them i remember um but so i like plan out this like elaborate like live action uh candy land kind of thing but um i was against it for some reason yeah you because it, it was, it was just and, too much work it was like his idea gets passed yeah um and we're doing it and 
I think you were like, I didn't you come up and you were like, it went really well or yeah, something. I was like, you you wanted you and this other person wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah, You're like, yeah we're yeah. gonna focus on something else. Uh-huh. Um, and I was at it alone, working out, planning out this whole elaborate thing. Uh-huh. Um, and then like it started to go well, and I was like, oh, I need to rub it in those guys' faces. Right. Yeah. 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 And so I like, um, I was like, hey, it went really well. Like, so uh-huh. I'm just like a little dumb junior hire like walking yeah, up to yeah. you and like being like uh how did my hair get pulled because that's what i remember i was trying to get your attention oh I, okay you kept on ignoring me like no i don't want to talk to you oh. right now and i didn't like i wouldn't accept that so yeah, yeah, yeah. i got physical and Jeez. i like grabbed your head and, I and was okay like, hey. i will i will be real with you i did not mean to hit you I, I went back and I and I like smacked you in the face and I was like, oh boy, what the I doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like I was just filled up with like this all this like malice and content because yeah. like school was so stressful for me at this point. Uh-huh. It was like I was putting so much pressure on my grades and everything that I needed okay. this to go well. Um, and so and I needed like we had a report or like a sort of like just like one page thing like describing uh-huh. our experience with the whole thing. And so I wanted to make sure that like, yes, this went well and yeah, people okay. should acknowledge that it <laughs> went well. And so I, yeah, I like was very like fed up with, um, like not getting any help with this project. Right. In right, hindsight, right. it was just me like freaking <laughs> yeah. out being a control freak over everything. It's all good. Um, all right. Well, yeah. okay. So I leave the school and you're left like, cause we, uh, yes, I now I do remember we were good friends and, yeah. and you were part of the reason why I didn't want to leave right. um, and stuff. And, um, and then I leave. And so what, what have, what's school life like after that? Does it get worse? Oh, much worse. Much worse. Okay. Yeah. I started coming into blows with teachers and everything oh like, cause this school, like teachers don't need their credentials to teach there. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, just it's a, pretty much just a bunch of moms. Just, yeah. <laughs> Some so, of them are like there were some really good teachers. There were, there, of course, yeah, of course. But like, um, but yeah, it was some great. some bad ones. Yeah. Um, so I like I started to like feel resentment towards my teachers and stuff, yeah, and I yeah. started to like act up in class, and then yeah. uh, as a result, like people were like, "What's up with Josh? What, uh-huh. Why is he like? Why is he like this? Um, right? Why is he talking back and everything?" So I started to like lose friends as a result. Right. Okay. Um, there were some like consistent friends that I had. Yeah, because um, we, we were still friends at this, but I wasn't really in contact yeah. with you because it was oh, yeah. adjusting very high busy, school life. Very yeah, busy, yeah. Uh, school situation, um, and then I started to like my grades started to drop as a result, uh-huh. and I put so much value in me being a good student that uh-huh. when this started to crumble, I was like beyond unhappy with myself. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I, get that. I um going to be deep here for a minute. Let's I felt so just defeated with everything uh-huh. that I wanted to end it all. I Yeah. Found... And and I was I remember like we were in contact for while stuff like that was happening. Yeah. Just uh, crazy for me like just like on the other end of it. But yeah, continue. Yeah. So I um I was 13. Uh, I had my first uh I had my first suicide attempt. Um I I later found out that I struggled with chronic depression, um, and like, um, yeah, clinical depression, like clinical anxiety mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and I kept it to myself for all the, all this time. Um, and then high school came around and I realized like, I started to like flare up with these feelings again. Right. Um, and I was like, no, I need to, I need to talk to somebody about uh-huh. this. So 
I didn't want to have any judgment from my parents or from anybody like in my family. Right. So my first thought was to go to you. Right. Uh, so I was the only one who knew. Yeah. Okay. At that point. I, that was what I wanted to know. Yeah. Because that was, and, and I didn't, like looking back on it, I, to be honest, I probably would have told somebody, mm-hmm. but I, there was sort of a, a sense of, I made sure you didn't. That's tell what I was going to say. Like I, I, I was like, I, Which I was couldn't, a huge mistake. Yeah. Like, way. so if, if you know anybody struggling with something like that and they're like, please don't tell anybody it's, it's confidential. You need to tell somebody Absolutely. immediately as lives are in quickly. danger. Like it, you could lose your friend or, or lose trust or lose a friend. I choose to lose trust any day. Yeah. So if you're, yeah. And if you're struggling with any of these thoughts yourself, uh, absolutely get help. It's the number one best thing that you can do at this point in your life. Exactly. I've, yeah, yeah I've been there <laughs> as you yeah. have just heard. <laughs> it, it's, it's bad stuff, but yeah. yeah. And so, um, lead me up into how you, uh, go to Texas. Okay. Um, so I, um, started to come forward a little bit more with like my mental illness and stuff. I got officially diagnosed. Um, my family's very, very scared for me. Um, I had a major panic attack in the middle of a class one day. Oh really? Um, oh yeah. Which class was it? It was English. English class. Yeah. Okay. We had a we had a paper about uh, fate versus free will. Oh geez. Um, and that like made me like consider my own mortality and everything. My God. Like, wow. Um, yeah, so that yeah. like brought See, on a full blown panic attack. So the like the school suggested that my parents take action, um, uh-huh. and we we did. Okay. Um, I went to like a um, an outpatient program, uh, got some help, and then came to the conclusion that I just didn't want to be home. Like I thought that that would be the right. best thing for me was to not be home. Okay. So I uh, brought this up with my parents. And then they're like, okay, we'll send you to Texas. This this place, it was um, labeled as like a therapeutic boarding school for troubled teens, but it was rehab. <laughs> it yeah. was straight up rehab. <laughs> they can um, sugarcoat it all they want. Yeah. Was, so yeah. they had us like, it was like, have you guys read the book or seen the movie Holes? It's basically like right. that, but okay. in backcountry, like uh, in East legalistic, Texas, Louisiana. Like, yeah. yeah. Agenda pushing yeah. type of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I met some really great people there. Yeah. Um, but that's basically the like best thing that happened out of so that. So you you go to Texas, you go through this whole thing. Yeah. The only the only communication I had with the outside world was a thirty minute phone call with my parents uh, once a week. Jeez. And snail mail. Um, and so I had all these people around me like, oh, don't worry, I'll write you like every day and uh-huh. you'll get bombarded with letters I remember writing you letters. Yeah. I send you little cut out <laughs> pictures of random people just like, as a joke. I... I'm a huge fan of Star Wars to put uh-huh. this out and I hadn't seen the trailer for it. Right. And you were sending me screenshots of the trailers. Oh my God. And I was you like, were so pissed. Yeah. Just like, I need to watch. Yeah. 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 So that was, uh, I'm trying to think that would have been December of 20, uh, 2015. 2015. Really? Yeah. So Force Awakens came out. So. Yeah. 2015. I remember r- randomly in my bio class, you messaged me. And it was yeah. like six months after I hadn't heard it. I was like, what the hell is yeah. happening? And I messaged back. I, I kept spamming you and you didn't respond. So yeah, what what was that? I uh, actually don't know. Okay. I just realized I didn't know that. Um, I, so at this school, we weren't allowed to have any like communication, no, no computers, no phones or anything like that. Um, and there was a time where, um, where we were allowed to like go back and forth um, to like fly out to like see our parents at like mm. undisclosed locations and stuff like that not home but 
other places. Um, And so I was in the uh, Dallas-Fort Worth uh, airport Uh waiting for a layover. And you saw the little Wi-Fi symbol? No, I saw saw public computers. Oh, okay. And I logged into my Facebook account. Oh, my gosh. And I started messaging. I was like, please pick up. And I missed you by like 12 minutes, too. It was crazy. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Okay, so eventually you past the bar whatever the term is and you get to come home yeah i well yeah i i made it to the point where i was allowed to have a home vacation in time for christmas right um and is that when we what did we do we we saw the force awakens together oh that's right and we we ate at korean barbecue yeah yeah that um it was just so great being home Um, yeah i bet that's so what do you josh mindset of uh what were you when before you left I was 16 there. 16, and then you come home when you're almost 18? Uh, 17. Seven, I just okay. turned 17. Okay. Yeah, I came so, back in like April, February of 2016. Okay, so what would so a 16-year-old before Texas Josh say differently than, um, than now? He'd be very quiet. Quiet, okay. Um, he would uh, not... He wouldn't be comfortable enough to come on a podcast. Let's say that. Look what we're doing here, folks. <laughs> you. Changing lives. Do you think that you're a better person? Not a better person. Do you think that you, you view life as something more livable, I guess, mm. than then? I, uh, no, not at no? all. No? Um, okay. I, like, you naturally grow, and as you age, you learn and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I was in the right environment to learn all those life lessons. Right. Um, I think I would have rather had my family around me and everything. Um, do you think and just that had gone to a different school yeah. instead of gone to a different state in rehab? Do you think that by doing that, you have been able to grow from it though? Um, regardless, I've grown, um, not from, yeah. not for the better, I would say. Okay, um, it was very detrimental to my social life. Um, yeah. I came back and I had like, I could count the amount of people I could talk to on one hand. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it was like you and two other people. Yeah. Um, it's hard to break that news to a person who usually just wants to play game, video games with you or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get that. Yeah. So yeah, I came back. I wasn't like talking to anybody. I was like just seeing movies and you think you're more level headed? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Okay. I'd I say though, I, th- I, th- I think I would come to that conclusion on my own and not okay. from like going out of state. No, I, I'm not. I'm not saying like because you went, right. they taught you such and such. I mean like because you did it. Oh, because you. You. I'm sure you're so much more self-aware. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, okay. yeah, I. Like, the whole thing was just like a an out like a an entire like segment of bravery yeah, <laughs> going no, through all I of that. Bet. So I had to like put like just put caution to the wind and go for anything that came my way. And so that, I think that that's good. That helps with my overall outlook on life. Yeah. No, I'm sure you're the worst thing that can happen is something bad happens. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure you have completely different outlook of life. So yeah. now you're in community college and, um, chilling here in Southern California with me. Yeah. Glad to have you back. Um, what are you, what are you hoping to do, uh, after college? I would like to help people out that were in my state of mind. Right. Uh, I mean, like, the age of like 14, that alone 15. is like, is such a positive for all the crap that people go through. Like, yeah. just being able to 
to pass on that like like even if you helped some one other person with that mm-hmm. like like some anything i've been through if i was to help someone else through that like i feel like it would be worth it mm-hmm. like just like i mean i don't know how you feel about that but just like it's it's good and not like the stuff that happened was good but just like a positive that you can take from it mm-hmm. is that you can help other people yeah yeah um yeah i just want to um Go forth. I'm um, trying to get my either my PhD or my PsyD in nice. clinical psychology. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and then potentially a minor in film, so I can uh, so I can become like a an on set psychologist for wow. actors and producers and directors and everything to go That's to awesome. while they're on set and just be sort of like the like Ooh. the good vibes guru. That's awesome. <laughs> well, that. you went from picking out Halloween or, or uh, birthday decorations at three years old to becoming an onset uh, psychoanalysis Whoa. person. So yeah. So crazy boom jump to that. Boom. That All is right. how that is. That's Josh, everybody. That's me. That's I'm my life that you story. Got to learn. That's his life story. The life story podcast. <laughs> you went from step one to step a billion. Forever. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to use the restroom and then we're going to dive deep into who I am. Whoa! We'll be back. And we're we're back, everybody. About to delve into my personal life stories, just so you can get to know me. Oh my god! That all that much better. Are you ready to go deep into your psyche? I don't think I am, but let's do it either way. This podcast is not. (laughs) (laughs) Are you good? (laughs) (laughs) On that note. Uh, Charlie, how about we talk about you? Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> sum up your life in five words. I wish I wouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it works. Okay. Uh, no, oh, but okay. in all seriousness, <clears throat> I liked that question that you proposed earlier. <coughs> okay. You good? No, but just continue. Okay. I'll get back to being good soon. All right. What is your earliest memory? <clears throat> All right. Okay. I remember when I was like probably two, we lived in this house uh, for like one or two years. Uh, it was just my older brother, who's two years older than me, <clears throat> who's almost two years older than me, and my mom and my dad. And I remember being really scared in our bedroom. Yeah. And so when I was like two, like just learning to walk, <laughs> I, I like got out of my bed and I crawled behind like the the bed like the thing that the, your mattress is on mm-hmm. like the bed frame is what it's called not the thing that the mattress is on <laughs> um and um it, it oh oh hey everybody we've got pizza pizza supplied by efc efc providing us pizzas yeah you did cheers to the life cheers story to the life story podcast okay and i was um just inching myself like I, I kind of pushed it forward and I just inched myself back in and I remember finding like security and safety in being behind that bed for whatever reason <laughs> it was fine I don't know why that was a thing but oh man what were some stuff that you're into at that time like what would you say your playtime oh my was? gosh so it was me my older brother and then we were two neighbors mm. uh, there's no reason why I should can't be able to name drop them, but we had um, <laughs> Skyler and Mitchell. All right. Yeah, we're gonna probably get sued for that. Okay. Um, funnily enough, the guy, the kid Mitchell. Uh-huh. <laughs> I would. Um, I thought that his name 
was a bad word. <laughs> I thought Mitch was the B word. And, um, and so I would sit and I would, I would just think to myself, I'm so sorry that he has to live a life with his name being a swear word. <laughs> it was the saddest thing ever. But I, I learned later that Mitch was not the worst swear in the book. <laughs> As one so, does. So, yeah. And, but we would always play outside and we would, we had these like Hulk gloves oh, and yeah. we would always um oh my gosh i have so much to say um we would always like play put on these gloves and pretend we were more powerful than we actually were as many young <laughs> kids do you power um, tripping masculinity yeah exactly patriarchy lord of the flies yeah um so and also i got my first gamecube around mm. that time nice Actually, no. I got the Game Boy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was my brother's. He got it for his birthday, but <laughs> I completely took it over, and it was, right. like, mine. I specifically remember getting mad that I lost the level, <laughs> throwing the Game Boy on the ground. Those things were <laughs> durable, though. Mm -hmm. Like, they were, they were like, like brick cell phone level type of deal. Yep. Um, and, yeah, we would play outside, me, Mitch, and my brother Evan, and Skylar, and... I don't know, do whatever a kid's imagination allows them to do. Right, yeah. Um, and we came up with this game. Uh, it was called Scoonopture. Hmm. And I don't know where that word came from. I really don't. But here's my brother <clears throat> Evan's explanation. He wrote a story, a backstory of why this imaginative game we came up with is called Scoonopture. Hmm. Um, because there was a little boy uh, whose name was Little Scoo. Um, and whenever he got mad, he would say, nop, nop, nop. <laughs> and he was sure about it. <laughs> Scoonopture, everybody. Um, <laughs> How did this affect the gameplay? I have no idea. I, can't, I was like, what if we play Scoonopture? Like making up a random word as like a little baby. <laughs> and we stuck with it. And it was just like complete imagination, just like filling in roles. And, and it didn't really develop and didn't really come to fruition as a, as a real, like established universe um, mm -hmm. until we, Just after we, cinematic universe. yeah, exactly. Uh, watch out MCU. <laughs> um, and we would, uh, we didn't start until after we moved, we moved to Sacramento for a little while and it kind of died off. And then we came and we moved back uh, right, right outside of LA. And right. that's where the game really developed. And we came up with a character. <laughs> it was it was pretty much a, a ripoff of Star Wars. Okay. Like we, um, like one of our characters' name was like Clanakin, and <laughs> and like the wise master's name was Coda, and like, um, yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> Dumb stuff. Just so funny. Yeah. Um. And so that, <clears throat> I've always been such an imaginative, like, just like been exposed to like imagination. Like that's right. always been. And, like, video games, of course. Right. Like, we got our GameCube for Christmas, and it had Mario Kart on it. Oh, man. Um, and Mario Kart Double Dash was my, my, uh, my existence at that time. <laughs> so, yeah, imagination and creativity plays a lot into your existence. <laughs> like, Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you mentioned that your brother making up this lore of Schoonopture. Yeah, we both did. Oh, yeah, you both did. Excuse mm -hmm. me. Um, you're... Your brother right now is a creative writer, and he is. Yeah, at the school I'm at now, um, he was a creative writer. So, from that young age was really where that came from. Really, right. just like, I mean, we were bored out of our minds. <laughs> so, I'll show you my, my my sort of my story of moving. Mm -hmm. So we live <clears throat> in one place, and then we move out to Sacramento. Right, and then we come back out to near to L.A., uh -huh. Los Angeles, and um. 
that's where we started to be really bored. Yeah. Because um, everyone else was was not near there. It was out where our school was. It was right. where everyone and all my friends were, uh, like, <clears throat> where they lived. Whoa. Um, better mute that. And so we needed a way to find, to fill our heads with something if, before <laughs> we were going to go crazy and kill somebody. Entertain um, yourself. Exactly. And... Um, yeah, just as a young age, it was just, it was always, we were always playing games, playing some sort of dress up or imagination. Huh. Um, there was always home movies where you can see yeah. us being crazy. And from a young age, me and Evan would always want to be on camera, do some funny little right. thing and stuff. Yeah, I remember stumbling across your, uh, your first YouTube channel, your oh, first goodness. YouTube appearance. We're not going to be name dropping. We're not going to be name dropping But anything. there have been so many. Crazy There's Charlie so is many. not... It's well, probably the fifth. We'll get into that a bit later, but yeah, yeah. you've always you've always been engaged always. in like the filming yeah. process of well, creating. Okay, so and, uh, going off of like being bored and stuff, summer of 2005, I think it was. No, 2006. Uh, my little brother is born, my, uh, and he and I'm seven at the time, mm-hmm. and my older brother's eight, going on nine, or maybe might have been nine, and um. That's when we became truly bored because newborn baby, what do you think your parents are doing all the time? Tending to the newborn baby. Right. So me and Evan are left to, in summer, like not even in school. In school, you can find some sort of stuff to do. You, uh-huh. can, you can dink around with your friends. Um, and, um, but when it's summer and you've got a newborn baby, it's awesome and stuff. But you're sort of pushed to the side until the newborn can kind of find its place in the home. Huh. Or their, their, their place. So... We were gifted a camera for uh, um, yeah. for filming the newborn baby, huh. but we used it to make home movies. <laughs> and so me and my brother started making. Oh my gosh, we have all the tapes. It is so painfully hilarious to sit <laughs> through those movies. Just like, oh my gosh, it's ridiculous. Mm. Um, there's so many, but like to be honest, it's actually kind of funny. Like yeah. not just like. Not just like saying, like, oh, cute, that's funny. Like, we actually had some comedic beats. Huh. Like, we actually thought out jokes. We went to locations to film stuff in Whoa. the park. And, like, we put work into it. Obviously, it's the worst stuff ever if you watch it now. But, like, we actually put thought into it. Hmm. So that's sort of how I got involved with, like, any sort of filmmaking or home videos. And uh, we actually never filmed our Schoonopter imaginative uh, series. But... <sighs> um, Evan wanted to write a a, a feature length film of it, um, <laughs> and it was it literally seriously was Star Wars. Like we played like protectors of the the city, and I can't remember what the name of our uh, our clan was or whatever. But it was just the Jedi Order, pretty right. much, um, which is so funny. <laughs> and um, we would always play um, movie soundtrack us uh, movie soundtracks on our little CD player. Yeah. Um, and we would play Scoonopter to them. So we sort of learned how movie beats worked because hmm. we're, we're, we're consistently um, playing around, around, mu- uh, around movie soundtracks. So if the music swells, the story would get more intense. If yeah. the music dies back down, it becomes a duller moment. Right. And we would just come up with so many stories just like, oh my gosh, uh, if, we, if I got a... Re- if I could have recordings of everything that happened, I would watch it all day long. It's crazy. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. was that was that something you've always uh, like from a young <clears throat> age? Were you thinking like, when I grow up, I want to make movies? Not at all, really. <laughs> really. Because that wasn't really a, a mainstream 
kind of like I was saying earlier, like I didn't know what I wanted to be. Right. I didn't know being a filmmaker was a thing. Yeah, I thought it was like, I'm going to be a fireman. Yeah. I'm going to be an astronaut. I'm going to save the the kitten in the tree. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but it it sort of became that eventually. Right. Just like kind of recognizing what was it thing. initially like from the get go? Did you you just didn't know? Huh, like what you wanted to be when you grew up. Oh like yeah, no, like I just I didn't know how to fit in. I didn't know what I what path I wanted to pursue. I just kind of liked playing around and mm. which is kind of uh, true to my kind of my spirit because I'm I'm just kind of like free flow. Yeah, just like absolutely. Just like I don't really care what other people think type of deal. Yeah. So yeah, I I became me and my brother became little filmmakers with our oh my gosh one of our our camera um. We got sand in it because we took it to the park. No. And we wanted to get a lower angle shot as any <laughs> young filmmaker would want to get. So we put it on the sand. Yeah. So we could look big. Like, mm. uh, um, and. Kaiju Godzilla style. Exactly. But it, the sand got completely in the camera. So every time we would flip it on, it would go. <laughs> and just like, and it wouldn't work. But if you waited like 20 minutes, uh, then it would work. Okay. So we were we were passionate enough to wait for that 20 minutes to be over so we could film something. So your cinematic masterpiece wouldn't be tainted. By exactly. Yeah. We made some like features too. Oh man. So we we had this one called A Day in the Life of Jeffrey. Okay. 90 minutes because um. We the the tapes because we, we weren't shooting on digital we were shooting on little tapes um in a camera mm -hmm. and um we'd go and get them at Costco and they had like sixty to ninety minutes of space and we were like we're gonna fill up the ninety minute one that's our event that's our goal <laughs> and we made a day in the life of Jeffrey which was my brother playing Jeffrey who was this little nerd who's just going about his his daily life uh -huh. and it was that it was just like it was so much fun filming that and like so yeah I've always been involved in sort of filmmaking and. and dealios like that that's excellent yes um, indeed wow um cutting forward to uh let's say kindergarten okay um you i remember you having a lot of friends like every every boy in the class was like part of your posse yeah okay so i wouldn't say kindergarten kindergarten i was still sort of finding i mean you can't really have friend groups in kindergarten you're yeah. all just laughing around but yeah as it as it sort of went i'd say in second grade was sort of when that started hmm because I had really bad separation anxiety right. in first grade. I missed like a month of school. I remember um, like it was so bad to the point where like my mom left me at school. Cause like after a, a month and a half of just uh, of, of not going to school, you have to do something about it. So yeah. my mom took action um, and she just left me at school. And I just remember this is the saddest thing. I was just screaming down the hallway, like, come back, please come back. Um, like, can you imagine like as a mom, what that, what that would feel like? Like she I, had to do something like that. Yeah. Like, she had to take action like that. But like, can you imagine making that decision and being like, like, I have to do this for the better of my kid. Yeah. Cause I never would have gotten over it if it wouldn't, if it wasn't taken action upon. Yeah. Hey kitty. So after about, um, first grade it got better yeah it, it sort of fizzled out like mm. I, I don't think I can pinpoint a, a time where I was like oh I'm better now it's just sort right. of it's just part of the growing up process yeah. I'm sure every kid has felt some sort of separation anxiety of course one point yeah, I know another. I have but it sure. just it, it kind of inflamed itself somehow um, yeah. in the first grade and I remember it was so sad my friend um, when we came back to second grade day one I'm walking and I'm so confident and then I'm like 
nope, I'm not doing this. Oh. And then I had like PTSD and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm separation anxiety, turned it up to max. <laughs> and I just run out crying. Oh. But then um, my friend comes out, he didn't see that I was crying and he's just like, I can't remember who it was. Um, I think it was my friend Jared. Okay. Um, you remember? And he's like, yeah. I, and it was not even like a sweet thing either. He's just like, are you going to be like you were last year? And it was like, oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> wow. And then I walked back in. So now I guess I can pinpoint that. that yeah. Time where I was like, and I walked back in. And I had the best second grade year of my life. And That's it was great. Just like, yeah. So it was like, it was just sort of that wake up moment. Just like as such a young kid, I was just like, no, I'm not. <laughs> so it was, it was, it was crazy. That is, that's incredible. <laughs> I missed the picture. I missed the class picture though, because oh. I was just like off, but it, it, yeah. was, it was crazy. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's, then yes, I sort of found confidence through that mm -hmm. because um, I, it was just overcoming that within myself and just, it, just finding myself. So I, I feel like I found myself pretty early on. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I, I, I did find a lot of friends in like second and third grade. I had a great experience with my teacher. Mm -hmm just a really good, like confident time in my life. Right. Um, and I remember like a couple times I would have like flashbacks to like separation anxiety with my parents and stuff, but it never took hold of me ever again, which is yeah. really nice. Um, so yeah, that was like up until, until then. And then elementary began and I <laughs> began my journey of being at that school with you. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see the, I think the confidence sort of went, like yeah. way too much. Oh yeah, it and then flared up, and I found had, myself, and I found myself too much. Yeah, on, yeah. On like your behavior and everything. Not yeah, to say I, that I don't that think was I like it a, had a negative effect on my behavior, but I think right. I, I was just kind of kingpin, of course, of, uh, type of thing. Yeah, um, you were you were on top of the world in that class. Yeah, it, you were calling the shots. You were yeah, like, no, definitely. Um, and I remember it was funny because in kindergarten, I, I was on the lower. I mean, there's even in kindergarten, there's like a totem pole of like popularity. Yeah. And I was pretty low because I remember one of my friends uh, talking about another friend and he goes up to me and he goes, guess what we're doing tonight? We're hanging out. And I was just like, I was just like, okay, thanks for letting me know. Um, yeah, it was, it was sad. Um, and, but then in first grade, I became friends with everybody yeah. after the separation anxiety type of stuff. Right, right. So going into second grade, I, I'm, I'm loving everybody and people seem to accept me. And so, yeah, that was good. And, and that's kind of along with that and, and making movies and just, and just messing around. That was sort of all that was going on at that time, watching movies, playing games, playing dress up and, and make believe. Let's go through say like third grade through sixth grade. We'll sort third of like, grade to sixth grade. Okay. Make it like a, like a bigger leap at this point. Okay. So you like, you're, you're more confident in yourself. Mm -hmm. You're, but at the same time, you're sort of like starting to like, ease down with your uh your yeah sort like, of like big ego huge I guess. personality yeah, yeah. yeah i guess um not yeah not an ego but Probably yeah just like your like your boldness i remember specifically um me and the same friend jared from uh i was talking about earlier we knew that one of our friends was like a chronic liar mm. um and so we decided we were going to set something up to call him out on it. Yeah. So we were started talking about both me and Jared were playing super Mario galaxy at the time. And we yeah. loved the hell out of it. Um, and we started, cause there was like certain boss levels where you like got the stars or something like that's how you won. Yeah. I can't remember specifically. And we something were like, like and we were going up to him and we were like, 
did you unlock the star in the shed level or in like the dirt <laughs> level or something? Just like being complete stuff that would never be in a Mario yeah. game. And he's just like, yeah, I, I did it and I loved it. Um, and, and then we we're like, ha, we got him. But like, that's such a mean thing to do. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We didn't call him out on it at least. Right. So, but we just, we kind of wanted to experiment for ourselves. <laughs> Maniacal mind from day one. Yeah, man. Oh, man. So making friends was never really an issue for you, huh? Not really. No, I've always found that to be sort of something that comes naturally to me. Um, and then, let's see, fifth grade was my best year of all of elementary. Yeah. Because that was when I made up with you, um, and we had our, our Sacred Four pack, which <laughs> yes. was so much fun. And, and we, we totally... Uh, ruled the campus at that time um, and like wouldn't you agree we, we were kind of like at the top of the food chain I to an extent to an extent yeah okay, fair um, at least I mean I felt I was um, <laughs> and um, I prided myself on being different mm. than other people yeah. like uh, we'll get to some of that stuff later which I really to that, yeah. yeah just like I, I think it was good because at first people were like dang he's like he likes different stuff than other people but then it turned into Okay, he likes other stuff. We don't. We don't care. Like, yeah. I don't want to hang out with you anymore. So going up into like sixth grade, after fifth grade, we move from uh right like I was saying outside of L.A. and we move back to where we originally lived, uh -huh. where near to the school. Yeah. Um and, oh my gosh, that was seven years of living completely distant from people. Mm. Seven years of seclusion. I mean, not like it was a bad part of my life, but it was just seclusion. Yeah. Um and so. I, I get back there trying to readjust and my friends are leaving and sixth grade is just sort of me and not really any people I know as, as well. And we got new people in um, and there was a new kingpin um, and he, he sort of uh, him and this other guy sort of took over for my role because my confidence level was really low at that time yeah. because um because I was moving and I and I was trying to find some sort of security because it's a it's a new we hadn't owned we lived with my grandma for seven years yeah um, and so we were trying to find uh, just I was trying to find my voice and I was trying to find myself and through that uh, my confidence was really low and people at uh, school sort of targeted that and took over then I mean of course it's not it wasn't really a mean thing right. like because there was new kids they were trying to find their voice as well mm -hmm. I wasn't having as loud of a voice and I just sort of fell down the ladder yeah. and that's where my switch of like I'm better than people because I have a lot of friends went to I'm better than people so I don't want to talk to anybody yeah so that's why I was saying it was a detriment because yeah. I let that ego sort of drive me into a, a place of just not not wanting to associate myself with people. Yeah. Like, and I and I loved that I because I remember at the time, like I was saying earlier, like Harry Potter was thought to be this yeah. demonic thing, but I was like, Mom, I, I gotta go read these. Yeah, I have to read Harry Potter, and she let me and my brother read them. Um, because it was it was at its height at that point like the second two Deathly Hallows were coming out yeah and so that was my first thing that was sort of like your identity exactly yeah. and I was like this is not a part of this other group I am better than you because I have found something personal to me yeah I remember writing an essay about it like why you should read Harry Potter and it is not demonic or something. yeah I remember reading um, that yeah 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 and, um, but it sort of painted me as a freak to these people a little bit. Yeah. Not to the point of like, cause like I was still in the friend group. It was such a small class. My mom was my teacher. 
everything was put in place for me to have a comfortable environment, but still I didn't have one. Mm -hmm. So sixth grade was probably the worst year um, of elementary school for me because it was sort of that height down yeah. that and plateaued. At the same time, it. you were losing a lot of friends in your class too. Yeah, like the, literally they were leaving the school. Like, yeah. And then, like I was um, in the secondary exactly. school. Exactly. Like, um, so yeah. Like the sacred four, as we called it, it a little friend group. Yeah, yeah. like three members just out. Like. Yeah, exactly. So that's fifth grade. Just, yeah, exactly. And I had one of the members there, but um, he found the new friend who came and they yeah. bonded because they both liked airsoft guns and <laughs> I didn't like airsoft yeah. guns. So, yeah, that was sort of where my confidence, just not my confidence, just like sort of my presence yeah. around other people I think, mellowed out. Yeah, I think I was sort of um, a bad influence at the time really? in sixth grade, yeah, because we would like, we would hop on Skype, we would like play Toontown uh-huh. every now and then when it was still like an actual oh, thing. Oh, right, right, right. Um, and you, you would like complain about um, being in sixth grade and everything, uh-huh. and I would just sort of like respond with like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're, you're... Yeah, you're way too mature for them. Like you, like that's the thing. Cause that's like, what you'd be, you'd be even so my much mindset now. Grade, like, like even when I'm hanging out with my friends and and I'm not loving everything they're saying, that that voice in my head is just like, don't don't you remember you're better? Yeah. And it's like it's a bad voice to have. Mm. It needs. It's like a good thing to figure out how to mellow out in of your course. head. Um, so yeah, moving into sixth year, moving to seventh. Seventh was a lot better of a year for me. Hmm. Um, and I, I mean, I was playing tune. I know I'm trying to think, I think I was out of Toontown at that point. Cause Minecraft, Toontown, Minecraft was a huge Minecraft thing. took over in seventh and eighth grade. Yes. Um, but, um, Toontown was, um, before that, I remember I had like an, uh, oh my God, I had like a Toontown girlfriend and, um, <laughs> really? Okay. Story time. What's her, what's her username? What's her She was detail? Miss Daphne. Miss Daphne. Miss Daphne was the love of my life. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Yeah, until she sees you and, now. Okay. And I, this was like the worst thing I had ever done at the time. I connected with her with MSN Live or MSN, like Microsoft Messenger or no. something. And she's like typing through the, how to, how, typing through the chat, bypassing the filter, like uh, trying to get the code or the email in. And <laughs> like tiny little me, she sent um, like nothing inappropriate. She just sent a picture of herself. Oh. And I didn't like what I saw. <laughs> I didn't talk to her like the most surface level thing and I was just like um no thank well, what, you what did her tune look like she was a nice little bunny I just thought she, I, oh what such a, babe. a bad such a bad thing to, to think from a young age I was like oh my gosh Miss Daphne I know Miss Daphne I'm uh, sorry if missed if you if you missed crazy I must have been crazy Ernie at the time I don't know if I was crazy Charlie yet Let's. I'm sorry. Listen, if you're listening, Miss Daphne, I'm sorry. You're beautiful. I'm sorry. <laughs> let's uh, let's let's uh, segue into let's uh, let that go into uh, your your other relationships. Okay. Up. <laughs> ask you ask. I'm not leading that. All right. So uh, let's let's go into uh, your your first crush. How about that? Okay, first crush, third grade. Ooh. Um, her name was Eden. Ooh, I remember her. Yeah, she was this snarky little like <laughs> sassy girl, and I was I was it was oh my gosh. And uh, her brother, I was like really good friends with her brother, who was in my brother's class. Yeah. Um, and we both liked Animal Crossing, and <laughs> he had the little like cheaty device action replay yeah. for the DS that like makes you that you can like run lightning speed in Animal Crossing or something yeah. with hacks. Like a million bells yeah. and stuff. <clears throat> 
<clears throat> and I went to his birthday party and she was there and it was like, it was the height of my life. Um, and then she moved away to Colorado, <laughs> broke my heart, no. little third grade heart. <laughs> yeah. So that was, that was the first one. Uh, and, and then let's, let's, let's just dive right into, uh, I do it. Camper girl. Uh, in seventh grade, going out of seventh grade, um, we, I go to that camp and, um, oh gosh, here we go. And I didn't even notice this girl up until we went on that. You remember me, yeah. you, um, Nick and her, yeah. we all went to on the canoe trip thing with some one, some random girl's dad for some reason. Um, and she's like, you want to, you want to go on a, a little canoe? Ride? Was it, what was it? A kayak? Kayak. kayak. Yeah. yeah she's a like, two person kayak. Yeah. And she's like. And I, up until the point of getting into that boat, I barely noticed this girl. Ugh. And then she's like, let's, let's go on a little kayak ride. And we went in and like the, for once I was actually having a legitimate conversation with a female species. And, and, and I was like, and I was like, oh my God, I'm in love. <laughs> oh, and, and, um, I remember it was such a, a weird conversation too. I remember she, she goes, you, you, you seem like you're like a computer guy or something. <laughs> and I'm like, even at the time I was like, what, what does that mean? And she's like, I don't know. I just feel like that's what you are. And I was like, okay, let's roll with it. And then I come back on the beach from the kayak and you and Nick come up to me and you're like, do you like her? Do you like her? And I'm like, I don't know. And I didn't say anything. And then, um, I'm trying to piece this back into my head. Um, we get back to camp, the campgrounds. Oh, and we were like, it was like nighttime and we were on like these, the rocks, like slightly outside of the campground, just like a group of us. Yeah. And we had like another full conversation. And at that point I was like, we're getting married at this point. <laughs> like have, actually having a conversation with a, a girl. I mean, <laughs> oh. but then um, we were at that little ceremony event thing that we did like once every day and we decided to share a blanket yeah, um, and then <laughs> once again, it's this like uh, the the no PDA thing, and the one of the teachers comes up in between our ears, so I'm here and the girls here, and they come right here, and they're like, "Ah, uh, please don't share the blanket. That would be great, thank you." And it was just so awkward. We were just both like pulled <laughs> away, just like this, like looking at each other. Um, so that was that was weird. And then uh, we come home. Come back to school. I start actually realizing that I don't get along with this person. Um, and then one time at lunch, she like held my hand, and it was like the weirdest thing. Yeah. Oh, it was. Oh, that was weird. And that was like sort of the, the like cutoff point for me because I was like, what am I doing? I don't even know this girl. What am I? I don't. I don't like hanging out with this person. Um, and then one time we were in uh, like a. I don't know what we were doing, but. Um, I went in, we were sitting next to each other and I was like this and I was like, I'm going to be sly. And I moved my hand like on her shoulder and then one of the, the leaders comes up um, and, and he's just like, yeah, he like starts like, he like puts his hand on, on my back and he's like, that'd be great if you didn't do that. Like, cause of course the school is so strict, no PDA. Oh, and yeah. then, I, and that was the realization, like, what the heck am I doing? And so I just didn't talk to her for the next two months and it just broke apart. Like yeah. I didn't say anything to her. Ugh. Oh my gosh, that was the cringiest part of my life. Meantime, I'm heavily into Minecraft. So yeah. It's just like yeah. the cringe level let's, is like. <laughs> let's, let's I didn't go. get into Roblox. Don't worry, everybody. No Roblox. That was never a thing. Um, too old for that. Anyways, <laughs> let's uh, let's get into the, the whole like Minecraft career. Okay. Um, oh my God. So, much so you 
you um you that was like your first step <clears throat> into becoming like a gaming youtuber yeah 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 so you'll never find these yeah, you, channels i mean you, i bet you will but um, <laughs> kitty kitty um so i start one channel and it was just a bunch of crap on it but then i i decided because i watched a bunch of youtubers i'm like i'm gonna figure out how to record a video mm-hmm. and i recorded myself playing like a minecraft map or something like a downloadable level yeah and I kept doing it, and I kept doing it, and I had my friend on it, and I was like, this is pretty fun. Yeah. Um, and it was, oh my gosh, I'm, like, I'm sure I recorded with, like, Bandicam, and, like, yep. it was, like, 480p, like, box format. Yeah. Edited on Windows Movie Maker type of deal. Um, and then it just sort of skyrocketed from there. I eventually ended up making another channel, which I actually like thought was going to take off and mm-hmm. it capped out at like 120 subs though yeah. even though i ma- uploaded so like two videos there. a day yeah um and it was <clears throat> but i figured out like the technical stuff like despite the content being really bad mm-hmm. i figured out how to set up a mic and yeah. set up a webcam and right. record my screen so that's where sort of like my technical knowledge came uh-huh. in and at the meantime in the meantime we're still making movies with me and my brother and we're upgrading, upgrading to like a little bit higher level. Yeah. And we're editing them. I remember you were them. so excited when you got Yeah, and we had a YouTube HG show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a we had a YouTube show. Um, and we it was comedy, and we would do sketches, and there's actually some funny stuff on it. Um, Lip syncing stuff. Yeah, it's like despite its cringe, it was just a bunch of fun being a yeah. kid. And so, sort of my filmmaking love skyrocketed too because. Um, I, I would like I, I got really into visual effects too. Yeah. I would like follow tutorials on online about about like just the the I don't even know, just like Harry Potter spell effects yeah. or something. And I and I learned it and I learned After Effects and eventually Adobe Premiere Pro and Final Cut and iMovie, all that stuff. I mean I didn't move on to the higher stuff till later. I was stuck with iMovie for quite a while. Um but yeah, going into eighth grade um, that thing with the girls done. And then my brother starts learning guitar mm. and I get jealous. I want to start learning guitar. Yeah. I don't do it very much. Um, but he gets good at it. And, um, my friend Nate, uh, he's, he was always, whenever we would do, um, like songs and stuff, he would always be drumming along doing that. Yeah. And he started playing drums and doing like drum lessons once or twice, and then towards the end of eighth grade, um, he says, uh, Evan, "My brother Evan says, why not start a band?" Um, and I was learning piano at the time, which I yeah. hated, hated really? practicing. I mean, I, I like playing the piano, but I hated practicing and going to the woman's house to teach me piano. Oh yeah, it was it was the worst. Um, I remember I dressed up as Harry Potter for Halloween. You did. Um, when we hung out. But before that, I had a piano lesson in my Harry Potter outfit. So <laughs> <laughs> I was a wizarding boy. Um, but yeah, um, it's sort of that band came to life because um, <clears throat> my brother wanted to start something. We didn't really know what we wanted to do. And he's like, you can sing. I'll play guitar. Nate will drum. Um, you can play some keyboards. And, and we're like... We should get a bassist. Um, and so I was like, I think I know somebody. Yeah. And in our math class, which you were in, mm-hmm. um, there's a girl named Kendall. And um, we, I invited her to be a part, be a bassist in the band. Yeah. Um, and it was, we did our first practice. We were really bad. 
of course. Um, but it actually, that wasn't actually that bad, to be honest. Um, and we recorded some songs. We put them, actually, they are on Spotify. Um, <laughs> and they're not too bad. I mean, we recorded them with GarageBand. Of course, they're going to be bad. But, like, we were taking initiative and doing something. They were, like, put-together songs. Yeah, like, like they, they, they it wasn't like just, like, or anything. yeah, exactly. Um, but then this thing with this girl who's playing the bass, um, uh, sort of a thing strikes up between me and her. Because um, I kind of had a crush on her before. I mean, that was why I wanted to get her in the band. Because yeah. I was like, ah, this, she plays bass. It's perfect. Um, and she loved all the same music I liked. And that's where sort of another bit of my like ego flared up a little more. Because I started listening to like classic rock music. Yeah. And then um, she liked it too. And we really bonded over it. And no one else at the school did. Yeah. So I'm sort like, of like, I'm the- edgy. I listen to the best music. I was born in the wrong generation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, of course, I still love that I'm music. I'm 13 but- and I love the Rolling Stones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, of course, I still love that music. But like... Yeah. Um, it became sort of an ego thing of being thinking I'm better because I listen to them, which I feel like that happens to a lot of people. Um, but we started up the band. I won't say the name. Um, and we, uh, yeah, Nate was a really good drummer. Like he could, like he wasn't a sophisticated drummer, but like, because um, he didn't like practice or anything, but he could pick up a beat like that. Um, and he just figured his way around the drums, uh, figured out his way around the drums, and it was just, it was a lot of fun. Um, but uh, the thing with the girl didn't really work out all that much. Um, she just, it just wasn't, it, it was a weird thing. Being in eighth grade, we weren't even pretty much allowed to touch each other, and so um, <laughs> that ended. Um, but I, let's back it up a little bit, because before that ends, I am... Um, wanting to stay at the school that we were both at. Yeah. Because I have this band, um, my best friend is there, uh, who's in the band with me. I have, the biggest crush is in a band with me, and and we're we would hide in the corner of the um of the school, yeah. just like away from people because we're like, yeah, we're the yeah. we're the insert band name here. Um, and that's again where that sort of mentality came from or at least was encouraged Mm -hmm. um and then um my mom is like you should audition for another high school or you should go to another high school and my brother had gotten in it's this arts high school Mm -hmm. outside of LA and um yeah so what this school is that I'm at now um you pick uh what they're called the conservatories to audition for and there's singing, there's dancing, there's filmmaking, there's cooking, there's all sorts of things. And since I was so entranced with and involved in filmmaking at the time, I figured, hey, why don't I audition? And and I and I always wanted to, but um, I never got around to it. And upon the audition date coming up, I didn't have a movie that I had to submit because we had to make a short film, write a screenplay, um, and I didn't have anything. And my mom was like the weekend before the audition says to me, Charlie, you need to do this. This is such a big opportunity that could, you could totally like, like that you would love. And, um, 
I, she arranges my friends to come over and she's like, you're going to make a movie today. And I didn't know what I was doing. We all sat in the living room with my brother helped me write it. And we're like, what's this movie going to be about? And we helped plan something. And I was with my little camera and we, I shot and directed a thing in like two and a half hours. And then, um, I go to the audition. I sit down with the director. We watch my movie. Um, and then he reads the screenplay later on. Um, and he just talks to me about movies and like, it was such a nice conversation, like such a chill, like, uh, he's such a chill guy and like such a chill conversation. And, uh, he's just like, he's like, you have a good eye for cinematography. And, um, and like it, it felt like my chances were really good. And I walked out like with my confidence, like with my held high, held high. And I was like, that was really awesome. But then it sort of dissipated because, um, I was in that band and I was like, I don't want to leave the school. I'm never going to be around this girl and I'm never going to be around my best friend and the band's going to destroy it, be destroyed. So I really didn't want to leave. But then when that thing with the girl fizzled out, I was sitting one day and I just, it just popped into my head and I was like, oh, well, actually back it up before that. I'm sitting at the table doing homework. My mom puts the phone in my face with an email saying, you got accepted into the film and television conservatory. And I jumped up, I'm screaming, I'm like so happy, even though I don't know whether I want to go or not. And I actually decided at one point that I wasn't going to go after I was accepted. Yeah, I was like, I'm not going. And I told the people that I made friends with there, I'm not going to go. Um, and so it just became a thing that I wasn't going to go to. And then... Once that thing with the girl uh, disappeared um, and we weren't really doing band practice all that much, um, uh, we did do it a little bit through the year, but it wasn't as much. And then I was just sitting and once I had decided I was going to stay at the school, I wasn't going to go to this arts high school. I was just sitting there and I was just like, I'm going to go to the school. So like throughout my life, I've sort of just had like random self-realization moments mm. that just, just completely on just no source just it just comes into my head which is really cool um are you gonna be like how you were last year exactly that's what i mean like there it's there's just these moments where it's just like moments of clarification in my head where i really just i, I just find out like what i'm supposed to do so yeah. I, I just need to wait for those moments i feel like in life because they're really cool um, and so I'm decided I'm going to this place and I'm, and I'm not getting along with people at school. So I'm so ready to be gone, uh, and find a new environment. And then freshman year rolls around and I get to the school. I love it so much, but it's a crazy adjustment. One of mm. the most like difficult parts of my life that I've ever had to face just like adjusting, going from a really small school where I'm barely at school to five days a week. And we stay till five o'clock oh, yeah. as you know that. Very busy so school. it's, it's hard to deal with, especially as a freshman making new friends, blah, 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 blah. And so it was a really tough thing to adjust to, but it was really needed because I really found a passion through filmmaking and I've made a, films that have gotten into festivals and like, uh, like spoken on stage while receiving awards and stuff and yeah. just like stuff that would never have happened if I stayed at that tiny little school. So just like really positive stuff, even though it was a very a grueling environment. Right. So I yeah, I mean, it's, it, it was good and it, it was, uh, I, I've made some really good friends there. Um, a certain sponsor I hate you. here. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Let's see. 
Um, so yeah, that was a crazy experience adjusting to, but, um, yeah, I've directed things I've, I've written and produced things and, and oh, it's been amazing, an amazing experience despite the grueling, I want to die schedule. <laughs> yeah. So, very yeah. tough schedule. Indeed. Very crazy. Oof. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Any more questions for me? Para me? Uh, how, how do you find your, when you're in like your your prime of mm -hmm. working and being busy and everything, mm -hmm. how do you find yourself coming back down to reality of being like this? Is just a project. I need to chill. I need oh, to I relax. Don't. You don't. I do not. Oh man, it's bad. I don't sleep and like I, I I don't know if it's insomnia or ADD or something, but I get so like thinking about even planning stuff for this podcast. I didn't sleep for two nights because oh, I just I, ideas come in my head and I just can't shut my brain off. Mm. Um, so. I don't usually come down until like late at night when my mind just finally rests itself. So huh. yeah, no, I, and I, and I try to find times on weekends when I'm not, uh, working and doing projects to just do nothing for hours, yeah. which is really needed, but rarely ever given. Yeah. <laughs> rarely ever find time to actually do that. And like I started my <clears throat> YouTube channel last year. We totally skipped over like me getting a job at, I work at Trader Joe's, um, and I, I got the idea to start up Crazy Charlie. Just I thought I'd throw up uh, random videos because I'd played Toontown since I was five, um, and it's it's like it struck, like it, it sort of took off a little bit, like not in the crazy sense, but since I had so many channels of like Minecraft and stupidity, never surpassing like a hundred subscribers, it was crazy to yeah. like be growing and have commenters and like fans, hi, um, <laughs> and. So that has been really, really cool. And here I am from uh, 17, almost 18 years later. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm crazy Charlie, I guess. <laughs> so we go from being so safe and quiet in, in between your bed frame. <laughs> yeah. To two. bursting out into this filmmaking <laughs> Rainbow world. Rainbow beanies. Sunny crazy D. Charlie. <laughs> it's off. It's coming up. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's me without the beanie, everybody, even though, <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, there's plenty of other details that went on through my life. It would take 45 podcasts to get it all detailed, yeah, but I mean, that's definitely. a decent, uh, outline of the things that I've been through. I mean, there's plenty more, <laughs> maybe we'll have another personal episode, but Can yeah. Recap closing thoughts before we end this. Um, I guess. My life has always been a, a spiral, as anyone is, so like our friendship has been, and um, yeah, just take what you can from other people, learn valuable lessons. <laughs> um, yeah, no, seriously, I, I recommend listening to everybody in your life. <laughs> um, yeah, just uh, remember everyone is always going to be equal. And uh, yeah, that's my inspirational quote for the day. Woo! <laughs> Amazing. Wow. Great. So that was a podcast. My Life goodness. Life Story Podcast, episode that was zero. Episode, yeah. I'm going to call, I'm going to, it's episode zero. This is a, yeah. uh, a, a run, a trial, beta, alpha, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Thank you to EPC for sponsoring us. Go check out their content down in the below. 
comment what you liked and make sure you look out gag strategist will be here on the podcast and we have some amazing guests coming up on here soon we're gonna reach out and see if we can find some some memeable people and some really great people do you have any closing do you have any closing arguments i mean arguments (laughs) um i'd just like to restate what i said earlier if you or a loved one uh if you or a loved one is ever going no um dial now if you or anybody you know is going through a hard time of mental illness or anything like that seek out help talk to somebody and um try to get your life into a better place you can trust people yes even if you don't think that you can absolutely yeah, and just, pay attention you, you deserve to <laughs> yeah exactly does it you deserve help anyone out there and you deserve to um be listened to but you also uh owe the other people yeah uh, the other people deserve being listened to love yourself love yourself be accept humble. yourself be humble sit down be humble if you enjoyed make sure to leave a little bit of loving and down in the like bar smash that like button smash those letters on your keyboard while commenting if you made it this far thank you very much if i'm you're crazy if you made it this far but i'm very proud of you um you're all beautiful stay tuny you crazies and um i'll catch you guys on the next life story podcast dab on those haters goodbye take care What?